Are we on? Oh, yeah, well. We're, we're always on. <laughs> I have two modes. I'm either on or I'm off, off. And I was I was actually thinking about this um, on the way from mum's house here. And I was thinking about how I'm socially overwhelmed. Like I'm just booked for the next week. That's just, why I was so stressed about coming here. I was like, are you sure? We can absolutely just not do it. <laughs> I've got several things on a day. Yeah. Um, and... Saturday is my only introvert day before school goes back. Normally, I would do nothing in the week before school. Like, I would do my stationery. I have all these rituals I would do, but I wouldn't be doing several social things a day. So, I was, like, thinking about that. And I was thinking about why, apart from just being an introvert, why is that so stressful? And I think it's because we're already deep and meaningful and we're not, we haven't started our content yet. I think it's because I'm not good at relaxing in short bursts. You want to really, really lean into it. Yeah, so I'm either go, 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 or I need two whole days to unwind. I, yeah, I understand that. That's fine. So I was thinking like one thing I could try and do is get better at using those amounts of time that in my brain are nothing time, like 45 minutes Mm -hmm. where I'm home between things. Normally I would be like, I'm going to zoom around and do the gardening, some DIY, the cleaning, learn to relax in short bursts somehow. I'm very good at relaxing in short bursts. Yeah, so I think that's what I need mentally to be able to do to make these things less overwhelming. Anyway, that's just a short reflection. Because do you know what uh, is one of my favorite short burst relaxation times? Please share. Is the 49 minutes of the washing machine cycle. Oh, that's a good one. See, I no, really like it. I've put the washing machine on. I'm not sitting down. My washing machine goes on and I'm back in bed. No. Like, no, 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 no. And I've set a timer because uh, I want to get it out. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, yeah, and I'm putting some relaxation You're music having a, on. Um, good, see, I need to find those moments and mm. use them. Give it a burl, Sheryl. Give it a burl, Sheryl. Do you know I noticed at Contentious Character when we went for New Year? We should talk about that. Um, yeah, my spontaneous New Year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that for the opening. Yeah. Um. One of the bottles of wine was called Give It a Bill Show. I saw that too, and I but I heard it in Kate voice. Okay, so that's when I hear That's, that's I how you hear it too. <laughs> yes. I don't know if that's because she used to be our PT that one time we did boot camp at like 5 a.m. three times a week. Oh, my God. I complete, I have blocked that out. Yeah, trauma. I was so fit. Wait, wait I had abs. Like she was good at her job. I was really much. There's a photo of me somewhere, and I'm like, quite muscular yeah like, how did we do that i because i'd be like on the ground be like kate i'm gonna throw up you literally vomited <laughs> <laughs> and we were we were there at 5 30 yeah well because the alternative because it was summer was yeah. to go at in the afternoon it was in the vile. Afternoon, and it was like 38 degrees and i was like i'm not going to that no we would actually expire but i remember being really frightened for my life once when we were doing <laughs> kettlebell swings and my hands were sweaty and kate was <laughs> making us hold them over our heads and i was like this, will this kill me? Has, this, has someone done a risk assessment for this? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, speaking of risk assessments, mm-hmm. do you remember? Because I think about risk assessments a lot. I was thinking about them in the car only yesterday. Because one of the things you have to do in a risk assessment, if you've not done one as a teacher, is imagine the worst case scenario and write it down and then how you'd avoid it. And so when I was doing show cattle type things, the worst case scenario was always like child gets gored by bull dies. Yeah, that's a bad one. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so 
I was thinking, do you, what do you think the risk assessment said for that time that our teachers abandoned us in a motel down the coast in year eight? Okay. It's not as like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I, I very much doubt there was a risk assessment involved <laughs> at all. There, there was none whatsoever. There was no planning. None. Um, Do you remember that? I, I recall it vividly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember how livid my dad was about that whole thing. It was, look, it was problematic um, being left completely unsupervised. Now, what actually happened for those of you listening? <sighs> who weren't on, there, who didn't have the pleasure. <laughs> for those of you who weren't there, which is in, in probably all of you, except for maybe five of it's you. It's all of you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, were literally, there were five other people in the whole world. Yeah. So for those of you who weren't there, which is all of you, um, <laughs> <laughs> the reason we were down the coast in a motel was because we'd been to, uh, what year was it? Year seven? I think it was year eight because because it was debating camp. It, it was debating camp. And I didn't do debating in year seven. It must have been year eight. Because what I did was a classic me thing. And I don't know if you remember this. Um, what I did was I spectated debating for all of year seven, worked out how to be very good at it, got up and did it the first time in year eight and smashed it. It's not the first time you were a spectator and then went straight into something. Uh, the other time was learning to walk, I believe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So there's a story. <laughs> I don't have any actual recollection of this that um, my parents thought maybe I had hip dysplasia because I wasn't meeting my milestones for getting up and walking. Like I just didn't, I didn't move around. I didn't walk. Um, and so they paid to have all the testing and the x-rays and stuff done. And the next day I got up and ran. <laughs> Waste of money. <laughs> I know. And they were like obviously pleased I didn't have hip displeasure, but they thought on reflection what I'd been doing was just giving people orders because I could speak full sentences. Yeah, well. Way before I could walk. So I was just telling people, like, take me there, bring me that. I need this. I need that. I think it was your first like step into your role as a queen in your queendom. Oh, I thought you were going to say into being a neurotic sort of <laughs> head case. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, those are different directions. That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> Mama is definitely more self, like more affirming. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take Queen in her queendom. Um, so it must have been 2008. And um, oh, there was a, another 2008 story. Yeah, 2008 was a big year for <laughs> a lot us. Happened apparently. <laughs> and there was a debate camp run in a motel down the south coast somewhere where a few kids from lots of different schools converged on this poor motel, and over a couple of days, uh, the finalist teams did their debates i can't remember i remember we did a lot of like workshops and stuff around public speaking and i don't know yeah there were workshops but we also got to watch the finalists have their final debate yeah we weren't we were not in the final no 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 no. we were not in the final i think we were actually probably too young to be there everyone else seemed older i i can't recall i remember that i think we learnt lots there and then we we were smashing in finals with a certain independent school later down the track. We were. We did do very well post-debating camp. So it worked as far as the workshops go. Uh, but in terms of organisation and scheduling, it was yeah, so lacklustre. The to first say. thing that is interesting <laughs> about this camp is that no adult from our school stayed with us Yeah, at we, all. we were just like, there were seven of us, I yes, think. Yes, yeah. Um, and we just got driven down there yeah. in... Um, one of the teachers' Land Cruisers. Yep, that's right. <laughs> like one of the one of the big ones. Yeah, like with like the a, extra seats and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was fine. 
Um, dropped off. Dropped off. No worries. Like, you know, went to school because, you know, we're in Braidwood and straight down the mountain. Yeah. To the coast. Easy. Easy. Dropped off. Staying there a couple of nights. Get the keys to our rooms. I, were they rooms of like two? Um, I feel like you guys. Because yeah. there were four girls, I think. Yeah. So did you all share a room? No, I think we had two rooms of two. Yeah. Because I, there was two in my room as yeah. well. Yeah. And then one of us had to sleep, not sleep with, but share a room with um, a random from another school. Yeah. So, which I thought the whole notion of that was completely crazy also. That seems like, crackers as well. We're just like in a, um, I don't know, in, de- in this like motel down the South Coast. And I'm like me and this other 14 year old guy are just in a room like completely unsupervised. Completely unsupervised. But there is no one there from our school. There are other teachers there from other schools. Yeah. They've brought an adult to stay in the motel, we've not, not us. We've not brought an adult um, and we've all got... Like $15 of phone credit. Yeah. Maximum. And no, very little phone reception. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there was I don't much think there reception. was because we had to keep asking the motel staff to use the landline. Yeah. Oh, my God. Landlines. So, anyway, yeah. we had a lovely time. I had a great time, but I did get spooked because late in the night, because I was unsupervised, I was watching an episode of Medium. <laughs> um, and <laughs> like in that show with the psychic detective. And, <laughs> and she... Um, there was a particular part in it where there was, um, I don't know, there was like a severed head in a freezer, which is like, you know, it's unsettling, especially for anybody. Very unsettling. uh, You know, like they just discover (laughs) a head. And then, um, because we had phones in our rooms, remember landline Yes. And we could call each other. We could call each other. Yes. And I remember, um, the guy who had to share with a random, um, called us and frightened the the boy that i was sharing with because we were all watching the same scary show um <laughs> anyway but, so, but it came yeah. time to check out after our couple of nights yeah it did a few spooky things aside you know like three o'clock on whatever day it was i think it was a friday surprisingly it? no it was checkout morning was it yeah it was a it was like a checkout of the motel morning 10 a.m. checkout. Everyone came to get collected on the Friday morning. But it was like the end of the week. I remember that. Yeah, it uh, was. Like it was a Friday. So it was a normal checkout time. Everyone doesn't come. Actually, that's a lie. People aren't getting collected. They have their adult already there and Some they leave. had buses. Yeah. Like. <laughs> that they've parked, that have been there the whole time with their, super, with their responsible adult. Don't eat that. So they check <laughs> out um, and they leave. And we wait around and the staff are like, oh, you can't wait in your rooms because we have people checking in. They need to be cleaned and turned over. Oh, <laughs> it's so crazy. Oh, God. So um, there was a tennis court. Oh, I do remember the tennis court. And God, we, we played so much We played tennis. so much tennis and eventually we were like, maybe no one's come for us. I don't remember who had the bright idea to call our school. Me. It was, was it you? Obviously. Yeah. yeah. So okay. we had to ask them. And the motel staff were getting worried. They were like, is someone coming to get you? And I think they were a bit suspicious of us. They're like, why are you guys hanging around? And we're like, <laughs> like, we no, can't go anywhere nobody else. Nobody loves us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we rang school and we asked if the teacher who dropped us off was there. And the, the staff member was like, oh, no, he's left for the day. Yeah, he's gone home. Like, he's gone. He's finished up he's done and we were like um (laughs) at this point it is early afternoon and we're like well (laughs) could someone come and get us please (laughs) so that i they did they sent someone they were like okay we're gonna get so and so 
So they send a history teacher. They send a history teacher. We're going to get so-and-so. We'll get them to drive down the mountain, come pick you up, bring you back up. That's just the dogs having a bit of territory wars, which is completely reasonable because Pocket is invading Poppy's space. <laughs> yeah, she has... You tell him, girl. Someone's done a terrible fart also. It could be could be Pocket. <laughs> it's, really, it's not a Poppy. I know her farts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He had that bone today. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, silent but violent. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, oh boy. Anyway, <laughs> so sorry. I'm kidding. I, it was me. Interlude. No, it me. <laughs> Blame it on the dog. That's like no. That's a greyhound special for sure. Oh, it's made its way over here. <laughs> That's powerful and pungent. Um, they did. They sent a history teacher. They're like, no worries. We're sending him right now. Like, he's, he's coming to get you. Literal hours went by. Yeah. Like, the sun is going down. It is. And they we, they we still have not been collected by the second teacher sent to get us. And none of us have got anything to eat either. Or no. Or money. I'd like one muesli bar. Not even the good kind. The healthy kind. Oh, no. Boring. I know. Um, and so, we ring again. And I think we must have rang the English teacher's mobile. Classic. She was a, she's a trustworthy woman. And she was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I saw him leave to come and get you hours ago. Anyway, eventually we get picked up. What has happened is this person has also got a kind of volunteer gig as a wild carer. He he does a lot of stuff with wombats. He is a great Great guy, does great stuff for the environment. Love it. Yeah, but he's had a call out on his way to come and collect us for a <laughs> wombat in need. Gone and tended to the wombat and kind of forgotten for a minute. He left the seven kids down the south coast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, eventually we get rescued. There's definitely not enough seeds in the car that we're squished into. Taken back up the mountain. And by this point, my dad is fuming. Just livid because he's been expecting to collect me at normal school clock off time. Yeah, because I think that was the plan. Someone would come and get us in the morning and then we'd just get back on our buses. Oh, on our school home. buses. Yeah. And so so then he's we've been like, oh, we're getting collected soon. So he's driven in for like a, a 5.30 pickup. No. <laughs> no such luck. Ian. We are deep into the night now. Anyway, I just think often, did anyone do a risk assessment? I, what I've got questions about is, was there any follow up? With anybody, <laughs> did anyone get a reprimand? <laughs> no, but maybe now they will. I reckon they will. Uh, well, I happen to know that those people are they're so, not with us or retired. So done and dusted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um. <laughs> so, if you're in any kind of professional situation where you're trying to juggle two jobs, you got to pick the kids over the wombats. Yeah, pick the kids. <laughs> so sorry. We also had a. Um, and really altruistic stop. We got to the top of the mountain, but we're not at Braidwood yet. No. And we did have to stop because uh, one of the boys in the back had to leg it into the bush to uh, relieve himself. The old whizzy. The old whizzy. Um, but from my, what I remember is that we wouldn't stop for the whiz until um, the history teacher driver saw a, um, I think it was a kangaroo. That needed tending to as that well. That needed tending to. Yeah. Uh, and he had to get his, you know, gloves. Two birds, one stone kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. He was like, mm, I've got to check that pouch. So you can Joey's, whiz now. Uh, <laughs> and give it a spray with some pink spray paint. Just so everyone knows that one's been checked. You may now whiz. You may now whiz. <laughs> 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 uh, 
and we, were, we had to like literally sit on each other. So someone was probably pushing on that poor guy's bladder. Yeah, that would, there were not enough. Se- there were seven kids. There were seven kids in a smaller car that can fit seven <laughs> teenagers. Um, anyway, that was a nice little trip down memory lane. How have you been? I've been really good. <laughs> good me too. Welcome to 2023. I like to think that um, my constitution, like for my, you know, resilience and stuff is uh, quite fortified probably as a result of that experience. <laughs> so I'm feeling good. <laughs> we are resilient people because yeah. we were once left down the coast. <laughs> the poor motel staff were flipping out. I can't convey how upset they were about all this. Oh, pocket. <laughs> If you're listening at home or wherever you're listening, um, just please ignore that greyhound. We're in a little bit of a tiff today. <laughs> He's in the bad books with Tom. I Look, I can't describe how annoyed I was this morning <laughs> about his behavior. It was outrageous. I thought about leaving him at home, but then I thought he might do something. Uh, in the realm of vengeance. Yeah, at least he's supervised here. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I've had been? I've been, been good too, yeah. So we did get to spend uh, New Year's Eve together, which was really nice, spontaneously. It was entirely spontaneous. It was, hu- it was so hugely spontaneous. I had no plans. I, and do you know what? And I thought about this at the time. I think that that counts as your spontaneous thing that you absolutely <gasps> followed through with still in 2022. Yes, because I challenged myself to do something spontaneous. Mm. And I remember, I can remember the thoughts I was having. So what happened was I had no plans. Because pl- I was genuinely surprised you accepted. I knew. <laughs> I was surprised <laughs> I accepted. I was planning to have no plans. So it's, I've got a bottle of Prosecco for myself. Lovely. I've run a bath. I'm in the bath. I've just put my head under to wash my hair. I'm going to do a deep condition treatment. And Tom's like, I'm running, already running late for this thing that I'm going to. Which I kind of accidentally invited myself to at 2 p.m. Yeah. And for a, a hot <laughs> minute, I was annoyed that you had a plan and I didn't. Like for one whole minute, I was like, oh, well, fluff you then. Yeah, because I've got a deep conditioner waiting for me. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously, because he's an amazing human, he was like, do you have any plans? Do you want to come? It's 5.30. At this yeah, point, it was late. <laughs> it's five thirty. She sends me the details of the event. The event starts at six thirty. It's at a, a paid event. Like you've got to buy. You got to buy a ticket. <laughs> so I buy a ticket. It starts at six thirty. But I've just put my head under the water, and I'm thinking about this, and I'm like, "It's okay. It's a warm day. I can get my condition in. Get dressed. Whiz over there." Tom will be late anyway. Don't panic. Tom will be late anyway. I'll be early anyway. Even though, like, I just can't. I'm pathologically early. Like, I can't do anything about it. It has I, to happen. I consider it one of your more violent tendencies. Yeah. I often describe <laughs> myself as violently early. Um, but it's it's a rush because I've got to drive half an hour to this winery. Mm. And I remember thinking, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say yes. Because it'll be a nice time, especially when you convinced me. Do you know what it was that convinced me? Oh, no. You said, we definitely won't be there till midnight. you know i really thought that that might really win and i'm glad to know that i pitched the exact right phrase to you that is absolutely what i needed to hear i was like no because uh, to um people who are listening it was a great event it was at a local winery um Mm. uh sort of near our hometown and they had a band although i didn't really hear much of the band but the band play so you paid a cover charge to get in. You got a complimentary complimentary glass of wine. Obviously, that's to cover the band. We need to talk about how the band played 
from kind of 6.30 till 7.30, had an hour-long break, played two songs and finished up. <laughs> I really wasn't paying attention to the band because I actually just wanted to have a chat. I was because they were good, so I wanted to hear more from them. Because we were outside, so we're outside in the vineyard. Yeah, like, just like a picnic kind of thing. It was it was really quite nice, and there was food that was quite tasty, but a bit overpriced. Um, yeah, you know, I won't be paying what was it twelve dollars for a sausage, sausage sandwich. sandwich, and it's in a Wonder White. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's not uh, like fancy bread. Thank goodness the sauce a, was complimentary. Yeah, you did have to go and get it yourself though. Like mm. it wasn't just on the table for anyone to. <laughs> wheeled anyway look whatever so that was my spontaneous thing but i did think to myself because i'm there i put my hair under and i thought thank god i hadn't put my bath bomb in (laughs) (laughs) that would be the like event horizon that'll be the clincher if i hadn't put that bath bomb in that i'd been saving into the water i wasn't going to get it immediately out of it i need to be there for another hour to enjoy the bath bomb i I fully agree i would have understood if you'd said i've just put a bath bomb in i'm going to say no more you would feel that 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 is completely understandable yeah i fully understand let's take a quick let's see to your dog um hold on we're recording i forgot to record okay are we on now (laughs) we're on again we're back we've we've seen to the dog um we're well into 2023 now. We're in, we're in, we're here, it's here to stay, well, you know, for another um, 12 months or so. We've been up to a few things, which we will report on. But first, last podcast, I guess, last episode, uh, we did a segment where we had just some phrases that we wanted to put in the bin, some phrases oh. that we wanted to normalize and bring in, and actually got some feedback on that from people who offered up some phrases. Oh, I'm very excited to hear what okay. your feedback is. So I've only got two, but they're high quality. Okay. Okay. The first one um, is it goes with our vein of face like. So face like a hat full of. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we offered. (laughs) Couple. (laughs) Face like a smack sauce. I believe. (laughs) (laughs) This one is from Leeds in the UK. Face like a bulldog chewing a wasp. (laughs) (laughs) the specificity of which i really enjoy like the more niche and weird the imagery the better i just the the visual sort of (laughs) i don't know what i what i conjure in my mind is quite unpleasant (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) contorted and like blown up yeah really distressed yeah I like that one. And then the other one that I have requires explanation. Okay, but I think it's a really useful phrase. Okay. You can't just slide in on a shrimp sandwich. I am going to need more than that. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> apparently um, apparently this one, and because I've been given it by someone who saw it somewhere, this is sort of Chinese oh, okay. whispers removed, but this is, this is the actual phrase. And they said it came from an interview show where an actress who's some kind of like Eastern European mm-hmm. said that they have a phrase that they just use all the time, which is like he slid in here. No, he walked in like he was sliding in on a shrimp sandwich. <laughs> I can't even say it. I, <laughs> you know what it so means? Absurd. <laughs> it means to like stride on in all cocky and full of yourself. I would <laughs> never have gathered that. <laughs> that is outrageous. You can't just oh, slide in on a sandwich. 
you cannot say it. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. Okay. So I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try popping that into conversation and see how it goes. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm into that. Um, I consulted with my housemates. Yes. And um, I've learnt a couple from the footy field. Oh, okay. These won't be natural to me at all. Then. Yeah. No, they won't. It'll, okay. And they've. I'm sorry. He's just found one bone and then another bone, and he's bringing them inside. <laughs> it's okay. Just collecting all his bones. Fine. <laughs> it's whatever keeps him quiet. Oh, God. Anyway. Um, yeah. So the first one apparently has quite a rich history Ooh. among football people who know about football. Okay. Uh, not it, us then. Not us. It comes from, <laughs> um, uh, I don't know, like a, a some coach or something. It's, it's something to do with the Raiders. Somebody okay. said something in an interview and it like is has become a thing now. Perfect. Um, and the phrase is... Your weak, gutted dog. Oh, oh, that's a real slur, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's a slur. It denotes real oh, anger. Oh, that's such a slur. Your weak, gutted dog. And it, anyway, so people, people who know about football will probably know about this. Um, it was new to me. And I like... I think I quite like it. You quite it. like it. I quite you like... You want to bring it out. How assertive it is visceral yeah. yeah yeah like i can feel it yeah that it's it's upsetting it is did they have any others for us um one that one that um 40 says okay and i there's two versions of this okay he will refer to somebody who is being a bit of a dope a bit of a drop kick a uh, bit of a silly goose mm. um as a spoon what <laughs> Say, ah, yep, and spoon. I love that. <laughs> I'm using that immediately. And when you are being a real silly Billy, yes, you're a melted spoon. No, yep, and melted spoon. I love those. I, I'm kind of into it. I'm taking them. They're mine. They, they're yours now. Those are for me. I'm using those. I'm writing them down. That's your how. <laughs> your spoon. Yeah, your spoon. <laughs> I just I love that. Using. We'll be using that on pocket, I imagine. Another one that has come up, um, and I learnt this from my cousin at Cousin Christmas. Mm. I just I just heard somebody say it. And then I used it. I've dropped it into conversation a couple of times. And what I find a bit outrageous is the amount of times I've been able to drop it into conversation <laughs> in the last several weeks. Um, is referring to uh, um, genitalia as your willy or your jilly. Your jilly! Which <laughs> I don't think is quite amusing. <laughs> It is, but it also like what's that song? That song that's like it's not about Jack and Jill, but like I was, my first thought was Jack and Jill. <laughs> yeah, well, there is Jack and Jill, but there's the one that's like about American kids doing American thing. I don't know. Oh, Jack and Diane. Jack and Diane. Okay, that's where my brain it's, went from. It went from Jilly to, to Jack George, and Jill by, to Jack and Diane by um, what's his name? Um, John Cougar. John. No. John Cougar Melling. Yeah, yeah, John Cougar. Yeah. Anyway, I won't sing that one for you right now. Maybe if you're good I'm, girls and I'm boys. I'm already. <laughs> and, and everyone in between. between. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's your willy, your jilly, or your nilly. Your nilly, yes. Because I quite like um, nibblings for your, your not gendering your nieces and nephews. Nibblings? Did you not know that one? I've not heard that. That's a good one. Yeah, nibblings. Ooh, that's a good one. I quite like it. Um, Are there anyone you want to throw out that you really want to get rid of? You anything for detest? the bin? Mm. No, but well, 
I think we'll come back to some language stuff because I want to talk a little bit about uh, being on Tinder over the summer. Oh, all right. Um, okay. But first, I had a. This came up, and I'm. I don't. I'm sorry, not sorry, to bring back cake etiquette for you. Why would there ever be a sorry Hashtag. attached to cake no, no. etiquette? I can't. We were just saying before we can't believe that this segment hasn't died. Like it just keeps giving. Because we, there's a bit of a running joke between us that like we will announce a segment as if it's like a new thing we're doing, but actually it is. It like we talk about something once and yeah. then that's it. But cake etiquette just keeps cake etiquette coming back. Does not stop. I think that's because cake. Um, is like it's beyond us it's transcended yeah and it's wrapped up in so much other general human social interaction kind of things cake has a lot to do with my life (laughs) because i actually have a cake report but i would like to hear about cake. so mine's just a uh okay it's a question okay it's an etiquette question so i was in a cafe i'll set the scene for you in a cafe now i'm probably reluctant to send something back at the best of times I that has been said about you. Would like the horse to stop screaming. Oh, stop it. <laughs> um, I've been reluctant to send things back. Like I'll do it if it's inedible. Mm-hmm. Basically, if it's completely not what I ordered, like it's just wrong. Um, like you've been given somebody else's. Order. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, like, or, sorry, I definitely did not order a. Um, I don't know, baked. What do you, I don't know? Mixed grill for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, no, that wasn't me. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> give me my eggs, Benny, please, Thank with you. no bacon. And some spinach. Some spinach on the side. You may have procured yourself. (laughs) So, anyway, I'm sitting down. I'm in a cafe. It's packed. It's school holidays. It's fully busy. This couple sit down. They've ordered what is like a small cheesecake, like an individual cheesecake. Yep. Okay. Um, Eaten at least half of it. And then I've seen her take it up to the front and make him refund it. Was there a premise for the refund? Well, I don't know because I couldn't hear what she was saying. But if you've eaten more than half of it, do you get a full refund? No. Can you take it back? If you've eaten more than half of it. um, Okay. So I can think of two situations where this would be reasonable. The first situation is you've uncovered something on the inside of the cake that you didn't know about until you've devoured half of it. So like maybe it's got like. It'd have to be like a fly. Yeah. Like like, so, like a toenail. Like something gross on the inside or something that you really, really detest that you didn't know was in it. But you've eaten half of it. It would have popped up in the rest of the... Oh, sorry. Let me... Um, I, I don't know that it deserves a refund, but I would get maybe a, maybe a replacement. Oh, see, refund. I think if there's something in it... That's really... Detest- if it's largely what was described. So yeah. if it's like... Raspberry cheesecake, yeah. but in it are a couple of bits of white chocolate that you didn't know about. Like, that's just tough titties, yeah. I think. Like, that's annoying and it's bad labeling and you won't be ordering it again. But if you've eaten more than half of it mm-hmm. before that's come up, that's just too bad. Yeah, I don't think you're getting a refund. No. So she's, and like, it's just so busy. And the young man, he looks about 16. He's very attentive. He's very lovely. He's immediately just like, sure, I'll give you the cash for it. Like, whatever, you know, get out of my face. That's what I, I would do. I would just be like, please go away. Okay. Here's your $11. I back. don't think there could be anything like about it that makes it inedible if you've eaten that much of it. Yeah. Fair enough. Other people in there are eating it and not refunding it. And she doesn't look like, he doesn't look apologetic enough that there was a bug in it. 
Oh, okay. Yep. So like he looks alarmed. annoyed about having to refund it. Yeah. Okay. Because <clears throat> I feel like if you're on the customer service side and someone brings it up and then is like, there is a maggot in this half of my cheesecake and I've only just noticed, you are like, I am so sorry. You're making a big deal. You are going full on for the service recovery. Yeah. You're not just refunding it. Like you're real. And she brings it up and he's like, not even quite sure what she's asking. And then he's like, oh, she's like, I don't want the rest of this. And he's like, oh, what? Just leave it on the table. We'll clean it later. Yeah. Like he's almost like, yeah, thank you. We'll grab it. But thanks for that. Bringing it up. Um, And then she walks back to her husband, shaking her head. After she's got her cash back. After she's got her cash back with no fuss. Okay, so this is something that really aggravates me. Okay. Is when people make a fuss, mm. right? Then they get what they want. Yes. And then they're still fussing. Yes, yeah, same. Like, you, what else did you want from what, that human? What, yeah, exactly. It, it really or oh, really grinds my gears. Grinding me. Okay, so how much of the cake can you eat before you can send it back for a full refund? Two bites max. Max. Maximum. Sorry, I said it. I meant it. I've even had it where the middle of the brownie was frozen. Mm. I've not asked for a refund. I just asked them to pop it in the microwave. Please, please heat it up. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and then, because I've not fussed except for a really reasonable like solution. Please, please unfreeze my dessert. Can you unfreeze this for me? Then they're like going to be extra attentive, attentive, attentive. Yeah. Um, but know that I'm not a jerk. Exactly. Anyway, so I thought that was a bit much. That was a bit rich. If you've eaten more than half of it and something goes wrong, tough titties. Uh, I'm with you. No. Even some feedback, like some constructive criticism, but not asking for anything. Fine. Um, and as you know, I'm someone who likes to write a strongly worded letter. <laughs> yeah, we know. Which, uh, admittedly about things that are very outrageous. And like, like much more so than cake. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not doing that about cake. No. Like I'm just dealing with it there and then. Um, but something else that really uh, winds me up is when I see... Um, like one star reviews on things and Ugh. and a really like um, yep. scathing yes. review about something that's just really, nothing, really quite nothing. Yes, me too. Um, it's like oh my my milk was burnt. Never coming back here again. I, Whatever in their coffee. I look. I don't know. I don't have milk milk based coffee, so I wouldn't know much about that. But it really it just it winds the me classic up. I see with I'm going to say people over seventy is complaining that their long black wasn't hot enough. It's scalding water. How much hotter do you want Like when it? they're like extra hot, 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 hot. Like I want you to make it. And the, you can see in a barista that knows what they're doing. They're like, it will taste bad because I will burn the coffee. Yeah. Like it, there is a heat at which I'm meant to brew this. I've um, got a theory about this. Okay, go on. This. Um, and my theory is along the lines of, Sorry, just quickly, I am often so surprised about how many things I have theories about that I don't Didn't know, know you I had, had a theory about? Yes. <laughs> until we talk about I it. I love it when you say you have a theory about it. Because I, I always have some kind of and theory. And you're like, oh, I've actually thought about that before. But I've completely dismissed it, but now I'm accessing yes. it from my memories again. <laughs> yes. And I thought about that once and, had, and came up with a theory. So this is my theory about it. And it's along the lines of uh, instant coffee and like coffee crystals and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Um, oh my God. And because uh, that's just how it tastes. It tastes kind of burnt and bitter. And you know, yes. when you put your international roast in and you tip the scalding, the scalding water, water out of the kettle, that's, that's how I, they're used to it. And I think that's how they're used to it. Yes. Oh my God. That's genius. Do you reckon, uh, is there merit to this yeah, theory? Yeah. No, accepted. Okay, cool. Stamps. I don't know. Sign seal delivered. That theory is fact now. 
Because, you know, it's, She's fat. that's what was around. Yeah. People who would drink coffee. Oh, that makes like, so much sense. My man would make a coffee that, like, you could stand a spoon up in it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, it's bitter. Oozy sludge mud. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. We, <laughs> this is a coffee anecdote now. It's a grand coffee anecdote. We, I don't know what direction this podcast is going to go in. But for the moment, we're going for grands and coffee. My family had something called Coffee Gate. It was actually Flat Ooh. White Gate. It was a few years ago now. Flat White Gate. Yeah, so I had really. Oh, gate, G, I just need to confirm. G-A-T-E or G-A-I-T? No, G-A-T-E. Okay. Yes. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a scandal. Oh, okay. Saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So it was flat white gate. Um, <laughs> and if you say this in my family, everyone knows what you're referring to. But I had really frugal English grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, so really generous to everyone else, really frugal for themselves. So I still reuse a tea bag until the tea has almost no color in it. I find that so abhorrent. <laughs> because of them. <laughs> the tea bag stays in the tea the whole time. And then I just refill the hot water. That's okay. What what I have witnessed because my I've seen my grandma do this. Yeah, my late grandma, who's as you say, dead through no fault of her own. Talk <laughs> <laughs> bad about laughing about, but it's quite amusing that that particular case. Uh, she used to take them out, put them on the sink, and then use them again. And I was like, sorry, no. If it's touched another surface, it's not a ceramic cup. <laughs> I'm not interested in you using it again. It's disgusting. Yeah. So <laughs> tell me about flat white. Games. So my grandparents would do a similar thing. <laughs> tea um and what so they they would use one tea bag between their two cups of tea and then put it on the sink and then reuse it oh i hate when it touches they were instant coffee drinkers they used to do this thing where we went out where they would ask instead of just being like can we have two week long blacks (laughs) okay that's the order that's what they want they would be like can you make one long black split it across two cups and then top the rest up with hot water that is what they would ask the person to do. Often there's like a language barrier between the hospitality worker that they're asking this to. But anyway, people were very lovely to them. They wanted two week long blacks. They drank that forever. Yeah. Until we start taking grandma out for coffees on her own. And one day. She's got no one to split a long black with. No one. To sp- one day <laughs> we go to do her order and she's like, oh, I'd actually what are you having? And we're like, well, flat white. And she's like, yeah, I'd like that, please. Like, well, but you don't have milk in your coffee. Grandma, are you sure? And she says she prefers and always has milky coffee, but because her and granddad were always frugal and it was cheaper to not use the milk, she's just been not having milk forever. But now they're pensioners. They can, it's the same price in a cafe for the long black and the milky coffee. So we start ordering her flat whites. But <laughs> but when she's with granddad and we take them both out, she gets the half the long black split across two cups. It's until like a secret identity. We forget one day and in front of granddad order her a flat white. He loses it. That is not her order. He's been married to her for sixty seven years. She doesn't have milk in her coffee. Flat white gate. In my mind, I'm just imagining Alfred. Going bananas about this <laughs> with his kind of like he just refu- he's like he's refusing to accept it. He thinks we've all collectively lost our minds. Like, like and he's like in the matrix. He's like it is factually wrong. You are all incorrect, and so we have to explain. Grandma's been having milky coffee in secret for a few years now with us. I wonder if this is like pensioner equivalent of Netflix cheating, 
where, um, you know, when like partners sit down and they're watching a show together and one starts watching like bits without the other. Literally, um, that's what it was. <laughs> no, that's exactly. And granddad was <laughs> just outraged. He actually was just because I think by 67 years of marriage, not much surprises you about the other person. I really think there should be almost no surprises. No, like they could communicate without actually speaking to each other. Mm, it's a superpower. And then all of a sudden she's been having secret milky coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that is a scandal. Scandalous. Anyway, that was tangential, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I had a quick cake report. You but, did. Um, it's, I don't know how interesting it is to anybody. I just thought I Oh, should. well, we'll find out. Um, so what I wanted to report back on is the Aldi chocolate truffle cake. Oh, yes. I'm familiar with this one. <laughs> Thanks to you. I think, yeah. Did I tell you about yeah, it? Yeah. You gave me some that time I had too many espresso martinis at a colleague's house and you had to pick me up at four o'clock in the afternoon. That was nice. That was nice. We had a, we had a good time. That was time. a good time. That was nice. Yeah. Good afternoon. Um, so I have been shopping. Yeah. I've been grocery shopping for the first time. in A seven. chore as we've covered before. Uh, oh. I hate it. It's so, no good for you. So deeply. It really it pervades my soul Blech. in the worst way. Um, so I've been shopping for the first time in s- seven weeks. Oh, the ho- <laughs> more than the holidays. <laughs> That's... Oh. I couldn't cope at the end of the term. I was just like, I can't do it. No, nah, you can't do it. it. I can't. It's too risky. Um, Convenience foods only. Pretty much. Or um, And there's so much going out. Or like I just duck, like I can go into Woolworths for yeah. like five minutes. Yeah, but you're not doing a shop. I'm not doing a shop. So I've, I've done a shop. Yeah. Um, on the back of a massage. <laughs> so I, was, I think I was texting you. You was, were, you I, were. And I was like, mm, that's the wrong way around. You're going to get r- relaxed and then stressed. Yeah. So I had my had my earphones in and had a good time. Anyway, uh, I didn't, well, it was all right. Um, and I've treated myself to a, a, this truffle cake. It okay. comes in like a rectangular box if you're unfamiliar. And it's kind of like a really decadent sort of moussey yeah. uh, cake with like a um, quite a wet cake layer on the bottom. Layer base. Yeah, it's a bit like a tiramisu but with no coffee flavor. Yeah, and it's all chocolate. It's all chocolate. It, it is, is heaven. It's heaven. It's so good. Uh, and I just, I just wanted to report back that I was having some of that at midnight the other night, and it kept me awake and I had weird <laughs> dreams, but it was so worth it. <laughs> you, I want. Mm. And I think everybody should invest their time and energy into the Aldi's chocolate truffle. I cake. can't buy it because I just eat the whole thing. So I ate half of it. Yeah, so it's <laughs> like it's so rich, but it's so oh, easy to eat. So what I've done is I've okay. hidden it in the top of the fridge. Yep. Um, like we've got one of those sort of, um, you know, those pull out kind of crisper things at the yeah, top. Yeah. Yep. So we have one of those, uh, and. Jared and Court have like all sorts of stuff in there. So I've buried it. it. I've hidden it from From yourself. So that unless I'm eyeing it, I don't think about it. Out of sight, out of mind, but on the podcast. Yeah. So I think that's a good cake tip. If you can't be trusted like Zoe and I, uh, hide the cake. Yeah. Or freeze it. I freeze it in pieces if it's not truffle cake, if it's cake cake. Oh, I freeze cake. I love it. It's better because it doesn't um, dry it out. Oh, okay. I love a cake freeze. I like that from a a cake... Specialist. So now we've got cake tips as well. Cake tips. Um. Anyway, welcome to 2023. We've been <laughs> up to some activities. We, we have. We've actually had... I know we've had one big one. We had one together. I've been do, doing quite a bit of socialising. And I did have a... I wanted to talk to you about this. Okay. Okay. One of the things my friends often sort of suggest that we do, particularly when I was trying to save money for a deposit 
for a home. Mm-hmm. But also now that I have a mortgage and all the expenses, like a cheap hangout or a free hangout is a good hangout. I love it to cost nothing. So a walk is a good thing. Like just friend being like, hey, would you like to go for a walk? Totally. Okay. If I said that to you, hey, do you want to go for a walk? What are you kind of anticipating in terms of how strenuous, like what does that conjure for you? If you say to me, let's go for a walk, what Mm. I immediately conjure in my mind is uh, two greyhounds. (laughs) Yes. Um, Two sun hats, one for each of us. Oh. A big straw hat. Yeah, a straw hat. And if you've invited me specifically for a walk, I like I'm putting runners on like I'm not wearing thongs. Yeah, okay, so... But, like, that's it. Like There are, like, degrees of walk. Like, I'm meeting you at either your house or yes. you're meeting me at my house and we're going around the yep. places and then maybe, like, some incidental stops along the way. Or we are meeting at an, at an agreed-upon location that is specifically designed for walking, like, the lake, Or the garden, botanic gardens or something. Oh, that's... We should do that. We should do that. Okay. okay. So, I have a friend and I was a little bit clued into it this time, but the last time he asked me to go for a walk... Okay. I thought exactly that. I was like, I'll wear runners. It's July at this point. I'll wear runners, but we're just going for a walk. You know, we'll meet in town. We'll go for a walk. Like I don't need a Kathmandu. No. So my next question for you is when does a walk become a hike? Uh, you have to consider rise of a run. And angle <laughs> okay. <of> <laughs> is the first thing. Okay. That's the first thing. So we it's, go it's, for this walk yeah. um, and it involves driving to a forest. Beautiful. Can I ask how long the drive is? Um, 20 minutes. Okay. I was going to say upwards of 20 minutes uh, is an intentional hike. Okay. So, and we arrive. I don't know. Maybe. Is this the previous walk? This is, is the previous walk okay. that clued me in for previous this walk. Inverted commas walk. Walk. I'm just in. <laughs> I'm actually not in runners. I'm just in my riding boots. Oh, okay. Riding boots and jeans. Fine. Slippery, kind of, though. Yeah, a little bit slippery. Yeah. We're in a rainforest. It's July. Very slippery. (laughs) He thinks the walk is a loop. Okay. I'm anticipating it's not. So, we head on the walk. (laughs) We eventually get to a spot where it just ends. This is like eight kilometers in. I have a question about... How does it just end in a rainforest? Explain that. Well, it's like if you keep going, you'll end up at the coast from here. Oh, so is there a track? The track ends. There's just no more track. Yes. Just just rainforest. The track ends. Okay. So we get to the end of the track turnaround. By the time we got home from this 16 kilometer walk. That's a very long way. It was dark. It was dark. (laughs) No snacks. I didn't take a drink bottle. I I beg your pardon. And I'm in my riding boots. Okay, I'm toughing this out. You've gone on a 16-kilometer, inverted commas, walk yeah. with no snacks or drinks. Yeah. So this friend asks me again. He's like, we should catch up. Let's just go for a walk. <laughs> Literally says it that <laughs> casually. Like, let's just go for a walk. But I'm a little bit clued in this time. So I put in my car to if drive. You, to- if you had said that to me, I'm thinking we're going to Pet Barn. I put in. <laughs> <laughs> That's 800 meters down the road. <laughs> I've put in my car, my hiking boots, Explorer socks, and then I've got my runners and my ankle socks on. Smart. And I've got a little bum bag that has some band-aids, some antihistamines, <laughs> just in case. And stingos. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, maybe this is more than just a walk. Okay. So he tells me what it is. I Google it. This one's only 
between eight to 11 kilometers, depending on whether you take the challenge level where you climb up a ladder and then up onto the top of some rocks, which adds a few kilometers. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, there's several challenges about this walk for me. One, it's my heaviest flow day. Sorry. It is. That's problematic. That's problematic for a hike. Two, it's clearly involves some kind of ladder up some heights. <laughs> I decide... You're not very coordinated sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I decide to not mention until we are at the top of this literal climb up rocks. Like I have to be... At certain points, I have only one foot on a surface while the other three limbs have to reach and grab. I've seen the pictures that you sent me post-walk and as I'm looking at them, knowing that you are fine in the present, <laughs> desperately worried about your safety. Like, it, we, we're off the track now and we're scaling rocks. Getting up was challenging, but and in my head for some reason I'm like, getting down is going to be easier. Wrong. You should have learnt from uh, the river fiasco. Incorrect. Yeah, getting down, much scarier. So I get down the first rock and I'm he's going in front of me, which is handy because you can kind of see the track that the person takes. Yeah. And I get to this rock and I'm like, I can see where I'm meant to put my foot, but there is no way I can have like my hands on the rock behind me and my foot reach that little bit without letting go. Because he's, he's substantially taller than you. Just free falling for a little bit. And I'm yeah. on it and I'm like, I'm not long enough. And he's standing at the bottom like, you're definitely long enough. And I'm like, I'm not long enough. He's like, are you okay? And I was like, I think I should mention I'm scared of heights. <laughs> mm. So I'm just sitting on this rock and I'm like, mm. no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And there's like sharp, jaggy ones underneath. And I'm yeah. all I'm thinking is if I break my ankle... How am I getting back? So many things are okay. about to go wrong. I know. In my so mind. I'm- like I've, I've got nine things have gone wrong. So he's me. circling the rock trying to look for a different path for me to be able to get oh, down Christ. off it. And I'm just sitting on it like I live here now. Literally out loud just being like, it's okay. Leave me here. I'm like- clean. This is my throne. <laughs> I live on this rock now. It's me and this hawk. We just hang out. It's fine. <laughs> like I'm too scared to get off. I will just stay here forever. Don't mind me. So sorry. Anyway, I do make it down. I did have to like actually jump into him, his arms. Holy dooly. Basically at a certain point to get down um, and we make it back. So I think this is what makes a walk a hike. Um, you, Rise of a run. I told you. <laughs> I think if you are like more than four kilometers from a toilet, you might be on a hike. Ooh. Okay. If you have to pack any kind of first aid, yep, you're on a hike. If it involves potentially scaling anything, you're on a hike. If you have to fight gravity in any way, you're on, that is not that's a walk. A that's a hike. you're inviting someone for a hike. I don't. I think you need to say that up front. Yeah. Yeah, but he did say a really nice thing to me when he was taking my picture, and he was like, "You can put that on your Tinder now." And I was like, I can't put this picture of myself hiking on Tinder. People will think I'm adventurous when I'm not. And he said it's to a me, "Red herring." <laughs> yeah, he said to me, "You are adventurous. You just want to trust who you're on an adventure with." That's quite sweet. Isn't that so sweet? And I thought that was true. I think that is quite true about and you. And fair enough. Like yeah. I think that's totally fair. I think you just you want the sort of assurance that um, 
the person you're with knows what they're doing. Absolutely, because I will be getting lost. Your sense of direction is terrible. Completely, it. I I would describe it as um unnecessarily bad. It's just so bad. <laughs> and as soon as I don't need to know how to get somewhere, once like I'll learn it, it'll take forever. And as soon as I don't need to know it anymore, it's gone out of my brain. Like I have no muscle memory for direction. That is stressful to me because it's. I think that's one of my best traits. Your, like I, your sense of direction. I'm very good at direction. Um, like as long as I like, because I I pay quite mm. a lot of attention to like the environment around me and then commit it to memory. Okay, so I'm good in the country. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm actually okay at bushwalking type directions. Yeah. I'm good with the compass. I'm good camping. Terrible at driving directions or walking in the city. I wonder if the driving is something to do with the um, added complexity of the driving, like the actual driving itself. I don't know. I don't know because I once got <laughs> once got lost in Belconnen Mall and I couldn't find how to get out. And I had to text someone who lived nearby and be like, can you come and get me? I'm outside Sports Girl and help me get out of this building. <laughs> you can't see it because you're listening to this, but my eyebrows just disappeared into my hairline <laughs> from surprise and shame. <laughs> I know. And he, lo- he loves to bring it up. He's like, have you been to Westfield Belconnen lately? <laughs> And I'm like, no, because otherwise I'd still be in there stuck forever. Paul. Oh, my God. My friend Paul. <sighs> I was very stressed. And then you get stressed because you can't get out. And you feel trapped and you're like, this is, uh, I'm that guy in that movie about the airport where he has to live there because they won't let him into either country. Oh, boy. I know. Oh, boy. Anyway, I do have the added privilege on the casual walk these days. Um, it's a thing that one of my friends told me about and the phrase is scary dog privilege oh okay so scary dog privilege is this is so bad that it even exists but it is a real thing it's when you're a woman and you get a dog that looks like it's not a small fluffy dog that looks like you know it could do some damage she doesn't fit in a purse and you suddenly feel brave on a walk oh is that a thing that happens to you yeah and so particularly if it's evening or it's dark and you're walking, mm-hmm. it feels completely different walking with your scary dog privilege. Like, it feels lovely. You feel like I'm not going to get jumped. I have some questions about this okay. because I feel like that with or without the dog. Oh, you just feel that all the time. Yeah, and I, I'm i going to call it... Um, Let's call it what it is. The perks of the patriarchy <laughs> is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> Which might be unpopular. But so you don't feel unsafe on a walk to begin with? No, never. I I am very happy to wander around my neighborhood, wherever I am, in the dark, dark. No. Nah. And just be like, oh, like AirPods in, I'm listening to some music and not paying attention to my surroundings. No, I can't do that. Going for a walk. No, I if I'm listening to music, I'm doing it like one headphone out or off. Wow. Yeah. And I specifically don't buy noise-canceling ones because I need to be able to hear my periphery. I just can't imagine having to think about that. Which is, It's good for me to have to think about that. And it's good for everybody, particularly any male listeners, that this yeah, exists. It's a lot to think about when you're on a walk. And so it feels really freeing when you take your scary dog and you don't feel like you have to think about all those things. Oh, wow. That must be so nice. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Patriarchy perks Patriarchy for you. perks for Anyway, me. scary drug perks for me. Because I'm absolutely taking and have been doing this several days in a row is taking a glass of wine on my walk oh, at lovely. 10 p.m. I'm pouring a glass of red wine 
And I'm that is delightful. Getting my dog and going, all right, out we go now because the ground is now cool Finally enough. cool enough for your little feetsies. <laughs> your little feeties to walk on. Uh, Bless. Let's, off we pop. Oh, see, that's lovely. I have never taken the wine on the walk with me, but I do endorse having a walk after one gin and tonic. Yeah. So I learnt about a wine on a walk from um, our good friend, Patrice. Oh, she's such an icon. Because uh, when we were in lockdown... Um, I was living in in our town and we were definitely following all the rules. Definitely. Um, and around outdoor Singles, gatherings and, yep. and walks. People who live alone. Sometimes twice a day. Yeah. Many, many <laughs> times a day. There's the necessary mental health walk. Yeah. The appropriate amount of walks per day. <laughs> And that's where I learned about a wine on a walk. And I fully I endorse it. it. I it's rate a, it. No, it's a good thing. It's good. But for a woman, uh, take your scary dog with your wine yeah, that's, on your walk. That's good. Get us. Adopt a greyhound. Adopt a greyhound. Now, I do... Did you have anything you wanted to say about walks before I move on? Um, no, I don't think so. Just that uh, we've been getting ours in and... Okay. Oh, I have a question for yes. you specifically around um, dog ownership because oh, this, this didn't come up where I grew up with dogs. Okay. Bindies. We didn't have them oh. at the property. And I... No, we didn't have bindies. We definitely had them um, on the in town though. Yeah, yeah. But we never walked our dogs in town. Yeah. We always just had the, the puppies. Always, puppies walking on pavement at the moment. So they're not bothering us. So Pocket is also walking yep. on pavement, but we did... Um, by his own choice, cross a large patch of what I thought looked like bindi riddled madness. Yes. Well, how did it go? Well, he didn't complain, but I, I just had questions about whether or not dogs are affected the same way we are. Do you know? I have not. I doubt it. Okay. I mean, I don't know, but but greyhounds aren't dogs, so who knows? Yeah, they're um cat horses. They're cat horses for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I um. Oh, but yeah. I wanted to touch on, I want to talk about a couple of books. Mm. Um, the first one I used as the little, I used as a reel for our Instagram because we mentioned briefly in the last episode, Benedict Cumberbatch. And his many um, aliases. And I think maybe what I'd done and didn't realize it at the time and I want to give full credit for is at the time I was reading this book and the book is called, This is Not a Book About Benedict Cumberbatch. Ah, uh, Okay. And I wanted to get, like, I just find, I found it an interesting book. I want to recommend it because I think the sorts of people who listen to us, you know, all six of them might mm. find it an interesting book. It's nonfiction. I think there are now seven listeners. Oh, woohoo! <laughs> We're throwing a party. Despite my cat going viral. I'm buying an Aldi truffle cake to celebrate. To celebrate. <laughs> um, and hiding it from yourself in the freezer. Yeah. So the book is actually about a woman reflecting on um, an obsession that she has with Benedict Cumberbatch. And as she progresses through the book, kind of using that as the thing that she, I guess, talks about why at a certain point, potentially particularly women's interests, but possibly just people of a certain age um, become trivial and unimportant. And there's like way less room for them in their lives and they become bound up in shame or embarrassment. So, like, you're a teenager or you're a tween, you're allowed to be obsessed with your Polly Pocket. So, you're allowed to have these things yeah. that really bring you joy that don't have any actual 
meaning or importance in the world that you just love. It's just your little thing. You're just allowed to have a thing. You're allowed to have a passion. And then when you become an adult, there are some passions that are okay, that are like socially sanctioned. You can be nuts about the Raiders. You can be absolutely into Mari Kondo in your home, but to be obsessed with Dean from Supernatural is embarrassing or shame ridden. Okay, yes. Okay, so that's sort of what it's about. And it's about her journey, thinking about um, passions and interests like that, thinking about the social and gendered aspects of them, and also... um, how different people in her life respond to them. And then she gets to the point at the end where she's just like, I'm fully just, I'm enjoying it. Like I am loving it. I'm not worrying about what other people think. Um, I'm just going to enjoy this thing that brings me joy. I'm done waiting for social sanctions. Yeah. Yeah. And and the whole book is great. She's got a great kind of writing voice. Um, But I put a few tabs in just for some highlights. Okay. Um, In the very opening, this is just a great image. Okay. Okay. This is, this is to give you a sense of how good this woman is with words. Pave and the way. Tabitha Carvan. Full credit. Uh, this is not a book about Benedict Cumberbatch on finding your thing and loving it like your life depends on it. And in the opening page, um, she says um, that she remembers a phone conversation with her mother who said Benedict Cumberbatch looked like the underside of a stingray. I have seen a meme of this. And I think it's true. <laughs> have you seen the underside of a stingray? Like, I know what it looks like. I think it's so funny. Like, his eyes are too far apart. Yeah. He's all flat and they squished. They look like him. He he really does. Okay, so. I, I agree. That was a good. that was a good start. I think that is Then a little bit later on, which I might have just sort of, you know, in, might have inspired what we chatted about um, earlier, is she... Oh, that's also a good section. She says, this one's quite good because we're not here yet, but it's something to look forward to. You ready? Okay. When my friends all started turning 40, it was like they were now able to see a special bat signal calling them to attend to something called No Lights, No Lycra. (laughs) Have you heard of No Lights, No Lycra? Is it something to do with bikes? Okay, no. It's a disco and the disco is completely in the dark and you're not allowed to wear tight-fitting clothing. Oh, that's... Maybe a good idea. Okay. So the only people who have ever told me about no lights, no lycra are women with babies or children. Apt. So this bat signal thing, like the fact that neither you nor I have heard about it, mm-hmm. but I've been told about it by that exact demographic. That is true. That's a thing. And so she goes on to sort of, and this is how many of the chapters go. She thinks about other people's interests or the interests you're allowed to have mm-hmm. and what kind of aspect of people's hearts and needs are they fulfilling? Um, and why isn't it okay for it to be Dean from Supernatural? Women over 45 are definitely allowed to be talking about wine all the time. Absolutely. And like, n- that's not a problem at all. You're allowed to be passionate about Pashmina, whatever it might be. I mean, the, you and I have this joke about me being a 56-year-old woman. You are. Yeah. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I love it. I think it's excellent. Um, and then this little section here <clears throat> is... It's just got a lot of good cumber cumber phrases in it. So we've got, over the past decade, fans have attempted to establish alternative, more inclusive, less funny monikers than cumber bitches. Okay. Cumber bitches. (laughs) Which is what what they're often referred to. Okay. So we've come up with the- Oh, they've they've got a collective noun. Oh, yeah. Their collective noun was cumber bitches for a really long time, but that was problematic for many a reason, I suppose. Um. But 
Apparently, it was immortalized Cumberbitches in 2010 with their Twitter account posting the manifesto, throw your boobs in the air if you want some Cumberlovin'. Okay. So they're now, I mean, yeah, they're now tossing up between Cumber Collective, Cumber People, Cumber Cookies, Cumber Community, Cumber Bunnies, Cumber Babes, and the Benedicts. Has there been any updates since this book was published? Do you know? I think it's fairly recent, so I don't know at all. Oh, so they've still not settled on a collective noun. And then the final tab here, which I just thought was nice um, and relevant to you, she says. My best friend, Beth, tells me that her best friend, Brene Brown, says you should keep a list in your purse of the people whose opinions matter to you. It's a handy reminder that you needn't worry about anyone else. My purse, which her husband bought me, is patterned with a collage of Benedict Cumberbatch faces, so I don't need such a list. Cashiers who say I love your purse are the only people worth listening to. (laughs) But I think that, and I mention it because Brene Brown is one of your... She is an icon. I love her. Heart people. Just yeah. one of your soul sisters. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's a nice thing. You just need a list of whose opinions actually matter to you. I agree. And actually, that is some um, Brene Brown sanctioned advice that I give to other people. I do think it's okay if those people change based on context. I completely agree. They don't have to stay the same forever. No. Um, or they don't have to stay the same in the same place. Like, I really don't care what my boss thinks about the interior design of my house. Yeah. But I do care to an extent what my mum thinks about that. Yeah. Um, I don't really care what my mum thinks about the quality of my lesson plans, but I do care what my boss thinks about that. So I think that's reasonable. I think it's fine. Um, in sociology, we have a thing called circles of influence. Yeah, yeah, I know about this. Yeah, so yeah. like it's, it depends on the context as to whose influence you care about there. I don't know what that noise is, but I've made it a few times. I would like it if um, we made a, a regular occurrence that you'd sing an introduction for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was thinking about that today, but I was like, I don't know. All the songs I'm thinking of are inappropriate. Can you give me an example of what they could be? <laughs> so there's one that's like, <laughs> it's called Sexy Bitch. Okay. And it's like... You're not into that? It's like, damn, who's a sexy bitch? A sexy bitch. Damn, who's a sexy bitch? (laughs) Sexy. And then I can't even remember the lyrics, but they're so so bad and misogynist. We're going to cut and print that and that's the intro. (laughs) (laughs) Fab. I don't know if you can cut and print um, audio. The technical language, cut and print. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know. I learned that off a movie. Would you like me to sing us out? I would... Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can sing us out. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. Good friends. Goodbye. I can't remember the rest of the bear in the big blue house. More copyright infringement (laughs) from you. Are you serious? I'm going to get in trouble. You're lucky we don't charge people for this. (laughs) Because we don't have any Oh, friends, it's time to go. Uh, Good friends, it's time to go. You can actually sing. You need to do the singing. (laughs) No, but I like it when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that. Good night, moon. Oh. Good night, bear. That's so cute. Aww. The best part was that you were doing both of them. <laughs> and I easily could have done one character. <laughs> I, I'm an only child. I've, had to, I've done this for many years. <laughs> Actually, I had a question yeah. in your early childhood years. Okay. And I feel like I know the answer is no. But did you ever have a, um, an imaginary friend? Okay. Oh, no. This is embarrassing. Uh, I not, like embarrassing enough that you can't share it. I can share it, but okay. people think it's weird. People okay. think it's really. I still do. 
say more things. <laughs> okay. So when I was a kid, I developed a habit of um, having imaginary friends only as far as they served me. <laughs> so. <laughs> so ruthless. <laughs> so if I was trying to motivate myself to do something I didn't want to do or I found difficult, I would like imagine that, um, I don't know, Doctor Who needed me to do it. And so Doctor Who would be imaginarily there encouraging me or like something was riding on it or they were going to help me do it and then I would do it and then the imaginary friend would get stowed for landing. I still do that. Is this why you talk about, because I've heard you make a similar reference about like um, making sure your room is clean in case Doctor Who arrives. Yeah, so I I talked about that on another podcast. So that's basically how that works is I would be like, I don't like cleaning my room. So I'm going to imagine a situation where someone needs me to clean my room for some sort of like alien important purpose or for example um what's something i hate doing like okay so i hate grocery shopping mm-hmm. ditto sometimes to make it more enjoyable i will like imagine that angel or agent booth who are the same person in my head love yeah need me to like assist buffy by going and getting some supplies i okay then that is how I get it done. I'm going to admit this for the very first time okay. out loud is I have um, not so much in my like adult years, but definitely like um, sort of middle childhood, early adolescent. Yeah. Definitely did a similar thing. So I just, and I still do it. I just like, um, I imagine someone needs me to make my bed or like there's a reason that is more interesting than just you, you should. <laughs> Um, and, but I conjure and like, I imagine what they would say. I like that. It's nuts. Like it's wacko. I I like it. But it works. It's really effective for me. And I do it. So the more stressed I am, the more I have imaginary Sam and Dean Winchester, like doing some kind of monster saving events in my head. I really like this. (laughs) So weird. I'm learning this. No, I like it. So I I have a rotating cast that I use. Depending (laughs) on (laughs) what List some. <laughs> so I've already mentioned Agent Booth. Bones. That's a really good one. Sam and Dean Winchester. When you say Bones, do you mean like Bones as well? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Like so, Brennan um, and Booth. Yeah. 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 Uh, Buffy. Great. I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, the, the guy from Perks of Being a Wallflower who is the friend. Ezra Miller. Yeah, but not Ezra Miller, the character. I was going to say, Ezra Miller's in Hot Water. Yeah, I know. But the character. Yes. Okay. Um, who, well, uh, what's his... I can't think of it now. The who, sister is Sam. Yeah. The character who is just like, loosen up and have some fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to take you to a party. I Sorry, I'm going to... I love the version of him that I created in my mind when I read the book many times. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he... Yeah. Okay. Him. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> um... There's a show I watch called New Amsterdam. You've mentioned this to me, yes. Uh, it's a hospital drama. Yeah. So the head of the hospital who's a single dad who just like occasionally needs a hand with things. Okay. So like just run an errand for him just because he needs the help. Um, but a lot of it is supernaturally themed. Like there's some kind of stakes that are high. So Doctor Who, the, like the main cast is Doctor Who, Sam and Dean Winchester, Brennan and Booth, um, Buffy, Angel, 
that's the main cast. Oh, and then if it's like social emotional, um, I'll pick someone who's more psychologisty. So I'll take the mentalist. Oh boy, we love Simon Baker. I'll take Simon Baker. Um, or I'll take. Do you want Simon Baker or do you want Patrick Jane? Oh no, I take Patrick Jane. I want Patrick Jane. And because yeah, they have names in my head. Like I'm interacting yeah, with yeah, them yeah. in my head. <laughs> We have such rich internal worlds. Yours maybe more than some. <laughs> On the errand with me. <laughs> right. Um, and or I'll take um, the psychologist character from New Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah. This has revealed to me something that I have been doing but not realised until just now. Really? Yes. So you do a little bit of this. So not exactly this. Okay. So what happens for me? Like I, I'm not... Um, imagining the character is there with me doing the yeah, tasks. Yeah. What I do is um, I feel like I, and I've only just realized that I do this. Yeah, go on. Um, is kind of embody certain characters. Yeah, take on their traits. So I like yeah. take on their kind of like persona or their idiosyncrasies. Yeah. But mine are not as fun as yours. <laughs> do any of yours spring to mind? Yes. <laughs> Go on. You have to now. Mine are almost exclusively bizarre women. Okay. Because mine are almost exclusively buff men. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Except for Brennan. The one, oh, yeah, but we love Bones. her. She's, she um, could take on anyone. So the first one that comes to mind is Miranda Hart. Oh, bless. <laughs> just when I'm doing kind of bizarre things and she, just, like i just take on her persona like you know absolutely like being completely and totally kooky and yeah, loving it. we love it that's um, one that's i love that yeah uh another one is um dawn french but only as the vicar of Dippity. oh yeah 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 um another one is um bet midler as sorry <laughs> bet midler as um, Winifred Sanderson. Oh my God. Just like in her, um, like her era of being yes. a complete wretch and just like, but <sighs> feeling so that. vindicated the entire time. I love that. Another one is also a witch. Have you seen First Wives Club? No, I haven't. Oh, I'm, you have to watch that. Okay. You absolutely have to watch that. Another one that I Four like back. to take on, a persona I like to take on is Miss Hardbroom. Oh. From the OG I do. Witch. I do a bit of... So a student said to me, have you seen The Worst Witch? And I was like... The OG one or the... Yeah. And I was yeah. like, Miss Hardbroom. And she was like, yeah, you're giving Miss Hardbroom energy. And yeah, I was like, like Kate Duchesne thank you. only. Like, um, thank you so much. Yeah, that is yeah. such a compliment. Raquel Cassidy is great. But she's not our Miss Hardbroom. She, she's not our Miss Hardbroom. No. Um, us just knowing the names of like obscure characters. Um, <laughs> the actress names. Yeah. Anyway. It, so, well... There we go. There's our different approach to doing the hard thing. I didn't know that I did that until just now. Or like... Like I've not been aware of it. I think, I've, I, think I knew it was happening, but I've not like thought, maybe that's a bit weird. So I've been doing... Like <laughs> I can't really remember a time... Like I, or I reckon I richly started doing it probably when I was about like seven or eight because mm. I used to keep journals and I would imagine who I was writing them to. Yes, okay. And then I think it just sort of got richer and richer from there. But I've always been, like, I think if I was left alone as a child and not kind of purposefully encouraged to develop a strong skill set and some resilience, I would have been a really anxious yep. kid. Um, but I didn't display as anxious and I possibly still don't. But I think that was definitely one of the things I, like, learned to do to help work, like, work out what I was feeling and why and how to deal with it. 
I've actually been in social situations with you where later somebody would reflect, someone who didn't know you well reflected that they thought like, oh, you were really like, um, like incredibly vivacious, really lovely, <laughs> whatever. I said, she's actually just incredibly socially anxious. It's just, just like really <laughs> overcompensating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the more up I am, the more like <laughs> scared yeah, I am. Like the more, the more I see you like increasing your level of like, um, social in- like interaction in an unfamiliar environment, the more panicked I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because i'm like oh no what, what if it go if something like goes bad she's a donkey on the she, edge she's gonna have to like <laughs> smoke bomb out of here ah, which i do with a plum i i like it about uh, it. it's one of my things but i'm get, very good at but i get stressed about like i'm like <gasps> is that gonna happen? how do i help am i gonna be able to support yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one of your best phrases that everyone should adopt is just how do i support you yes what can i do to support i think that's a great question to ask Annoyingly, I got it from... Um, Brene Brown? No, no, oh. that wouldn't be annoying. It's somewhere I used to work. Oh, bugger. Oh, well. Legally, I can't At say. least you... G- <laughs> <laughs> I love the drama of legally, I can't say. No, but really. I know, I know. <laughs> I've signed things. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, well, you've got to take the good with the bad. <laughs> <laughs> Such a proactive approach to life. <laughs> If it takes an NDA to get a handy phrase, so be it. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, he's, I can see in his eyes, he's like, that's getting cut. No, I, no, it goes in. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it stays. We're getting braver. Anyway, we should sign off. We should sign off. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.